0: We'll Hashem starting the third Ma'amar in Chassid Talmidim, the last section of of Chassid Talmidim, soif Ma'is on the Shabbos. So as many on the this is really a Pesach into the world of Shabbos. One one of one of the unbelievable experiences that one has when learning all of the Rebbe's farm is that you feel that you're not learning something you're not learning something that was written uh, just by a person who was thinking and had ideas and transcribed them into a paper the feeling that we have is that we're allowed to have something of a of a that we're with the tzaddik he, he allows us into his private world and that's an unbelievable thing that you don't see by it's, you don't see that by many svarim where it's not a sefer that one reads and one learns, but it's a, a, you live it, you live through it <coughs> together with the tzaddik. So it's, it's a gevul for us to be able to share in the shabbos of the of the and when I say sharing, it means a tiny, tiny, tiny little drop. Everybody, everybody here knows that the that the of all the talmidei the, the, the tzaddik that was kulay shabbos was the bermeim chaim. And the Vermont Chaim wrote the safest Shabbos he he lived the whole week. The whole week he lived in in, in this constant, constant <clears throat> excitement about Shabbos. And there's a you do with it. I don't want to go into to say the problem of the story since I'm sure you're all familiar with it and we've spoken about it before. But there was a certain there was a certain simple Jew that did something with great messiah snafish He came he came to see the. He came to see the Bermam Chaim. In those days, when you came to a city and you had some, and you had a considerable amount of money that you were, that you were worried about watching and keeping over Shabbos, so it would be left with the with the rub of the of the community. And this Yid was coming. He had all of his life savings, everything everything he ever made. He was. He came to Chernovitz, in that area there were a lot of farms, and he was coming to buy a farm, where finally to be able to have some sort of a panos and a nice place to live. And he was, he, he was, he went to the Ber of Shabbos, and he was, and he was uh, telling, he was talking to Rabbi Yisraeli for bracha, and he gave this, and he was giving this money for safekeeping to the tzaddik to have over Shabbos. In the meantime. In the meantime, uh, somebody comes in crying What's he going to do? He's got to marry off his, his daughter and, and, and on Sunday, in busyness, he doesn't have any money and So in the end, this he had gave all of the money for the Chasna This is all he ever made if, if, To buy a, a, for himself a little farm He gave everything for the Chasna and, uh, and that was it, you know, there was nothing to do That's the whole reason he kept the Chernivitz So he's going to stay for Shabbos And the Bermam Chaim was very dispelled from that the Be'er said to him that, that I want to give you a bracha tell me, tell me what is it that you need And the, and the Seed said I don't, I don't want anything I want to be able to I did, if I did this So I want to be able to just I want to be able to just know that I did it L'shem Shemayim, 100% L'shem Shemayim. So the Be'er said no, let, me tell, let, let, let me give you something He said no, no, no So the Be'er said to him Let me at least give you a taste of, Sha- of my Shabbos A taste of my Shabbos so then he said, oh, okay, I'm right. So he walks out of the in his house, everybody knows. It was Arab shop. He started going crazy. He started going crazy. He started screaming in the street, Shabbos, Shabbos. He started going over to everybody that's walking. They think, you know, there's a guy, he doesn't even know. He grabs him, he says, It's Shabbos. He says, Okay, it's Shabbos. Every single person is stopping, Shabbos, Shabbos. And then, <clears throat> so then he went through Shabbos. They never saw on, on a person such a Shabbos. You know, he didn't have the Kalem. The Berman Chaim went like in a very austere way. Nobody knew, nobody knew what was going on inside of him. I and mean, but this this was a pascha to eat, you know. He didn't have the cable for this, so he's screaming Shabbos. He comes into he, he comes in there with his wife where they were staying, and he starts dancing on the table before the fish, dancing on the table before, before the soup, uh, and, and you know he couldn't control himself. And so then the wife figured, okay, Shabbos is over. Because she didn't know yet about the, how it happened. The money. Shab So Shabbos is over. And after Shabbos is over, so she thought that's it. That's the end of this whole Shabbos, uh, This whole Shabbos thing. Nothing doing. From Moshe Shabbos, he starts to say, starts to walk around. Ready for next Shabbos? Sunday. The whole week, the whole week is Shabbos. Soon as Shabbos, and screaming everybody in the street. Shabbos. He stands on top of wagon. Shabbos. So the wife, the wife said, what, what, "What's going on with you? What's, what happens?" So he said, uh, he said that they, I got a bracha from the Chaim. He gave me a, a taste of his Shabbos. So she went. She went, to the, she went back to the Rebbe and she said, "You know, my husband is, is going crazy now. Lives are being destroyed. He doesn't have." So the end was that the, that the, that the Rebbe saw it, that he didn't have the kalem. He was too poor, and the Rebbe took away from him this union of, uh, of the taste of his shabbos. So when I said that we're going to, we're going to get a little bit of a taste of the Chavos Ahadim Shabbos. So I don't know what effect that's going to have on us, and and each person, according to the kalim that he that he's developed, is going to have a, a taste of the Shabbos of a tzaddik. to be able to have a little bit of a little bit of, a, of an insight. It's hard for us to imagine what Shabbos was like by such a person, and the fire that he felt on uh, on Shabbos, and and. Um, and if it's possible for us to be to be able to learn without to learn it without becoming like that yin, it's only because it's only because the rabbi couldn't have written it on Shabbos. So if it would have been written on Shabbos, then would it, it would be impossible. I mean, nothing can be written on Shabbos. But if it, if it would be such a mitzvah, then it would be impossible to be civil the life of such a Shabbos of tzaddik. He wants to give us a little bit a little bit of a hakdamah towards the end of Shabbos. They, they really there was a, a, some shiur that I gave two years ago in in Brooklyn. I gave around ten shiurim on Shabbos. Here I think I gave maybe two or something. Like that. But in, in Brooklyn I gave like ten shiurim. And I wasn't that here. Yeah, for a few weeks. So there I was talking about the Indian of Malchus. Shabbos Malchus. Uh, what Shabbos? The Indian of Malchus. What Malchus is? Really, really, it's. Um, it's, it's hard to understand this maimer without learning the sugi of malchus. It's impossible to understand Shabbos without learning the sugi of malchus. And, and what we have here is sort of a hakdama to this Indian of malchus. Shabbos, of course, is the seventh, and Shabbos is the pechin of malchus and Davar Melech and the Kala, and the chasten Everything is—it's all malchus, aishas chayil, and everything is malchus. But uh, so really, it's an important—it's a, it's a very, very important cite um, uh, to understand And over here in this Mima The Rebbe is going to give us a Hagdama a, a little Hagdama To this Indian of Malchus And then afterwards uh, Obviously one has to work on this And to explore it and to learn it more and, But at least it's going to set a certain Mahalach us, uh, of what Malchus is and, and, and having this Taste of the Rebbe Shabbos So let's begin On page, on page Reish Laman Izri psikta that says the dibros zoches yom shabbos lekadshay. Zoches yom shabbos lekadshay to remember shabbos and to make it holy. Hachakshiv zochel halin shomay. So of course Chazal, Chazal have asked in a number of places that why why is there this difference between in the first in the first account of the dibros in Pashas Yisro and in the second one in Pashas Moschanan. It says Yom HaShabbos and there it says Shamar Sih HaShabbos to remember and here it says to keep, to guard, to watch. We have Yudin Rab Alazbishem, B'Shem, Lakesh La it's compared to Lamalach. Sheshalach is Benay, Etzel Ch'anvani Almost all of our almost all of our Misholem begin with a Melach, with a king. One of the difficulties we have with all of these mashalam is that we don't really understand what Malchus is anymore. And so it's always chaval because 99% of the 99.9% of all the that we have start off with a marshal lemelach, and of course we're the ben malach but we don't really know what malchus is. You no, know, we grew up in the time of. Uh, Watergate and stuff like that <laughs> We don't know what Malchus, what's Malchus The covered, We don't know what it means, the covet for a king We don't know what it means So there's always something missing in our The greatest Moshe that the Tzadikim always gave And Chazal always gave was Moshe Lamelech Because that's the closest thing on earth That you can get Malchus. The Ara is the closest thing you can get To Malchus the Raki, to the Malchus of Hashem But one of the sad things is That we don't have any Hergish for Malchus. Malchus We don't know what Malchus is so we have, have to try to imagine what Malchus was to people who lived in those days when a Malchus meant something. So Moshe, this is a Moshe, what? There was a king who sent his son to a store. And he gave him a coin, he gave him money, and he gave him... And he and he gave him a, a container to go get what he had to get, I suppose he gave him a plate, a dish. Shibras so He had a bad day, the kid. The, he, he smashed the, the plate and he lost the coin. Tolash Bisari, the So the king the king grabbed him by his hair, gave him a whack on his on his ear. And he gave him a second time. Be careful you don't you don't lose these like you lost the first ones. Be careful not to lose these. Don't lose these the way you lost the first ones. We lost. We first received Shabbos on such a level of zoches and Shabbos l'kadshei to remember Shabbos that should be holy. So we lost that because of the chayta ego. Nos l'hamshomer. So the Baruch gave us shomer sima Shabbos. Remember that's why it says zoches Shama Shomer meaning be careful, watch this. Be careful. You lost the first. You lost the first one. Zoches sima Shabbos. Now shomer sima Shabbos. Watch this. Be careful not to lose this that's the Khazal. Why in the Marshal the king gave the king gave the prince he gave him the same stuff, he gave him a second time. And he said to be careful. But over here something changed. First Hashem's Baruch told us Zohar and then he gave us a clap of the head and he said, Okay, here's Shomer and don't lose the second don't lose the second one. But he gave it in a different nusah. The first one is Zakh and the second one is Shamma. It's not the same in the marshal. The marshal gave him the same he gave him the same he gave him a plate and he gave him the the coin and he told him and he told him the same nusich over here. The Varisham told us and he told the Shamma. Vlomalakseev, Vlomal Ksiv, Gambapama Shni, Zakha Kim Kaidam. She's say Zakha the second time also. Command by Marshal Gambapam Hashayni issues not only issa, commission, not in the marshal, the second time he gave him this, he gave him also an issue. He, he gave him a coin. If he would have given him something different, so then we could ask, then we could say, uh, all right, so something different, same thing. So the bnei gave shomer instead of zocher. But in the marshal, in the marshal, the the, the the king gave the same thing the second time around. It's a measure it's a certain type of you have a you have a Zuz, you have an it's it's a certain it's a certain it's a nice it's a nice uh, coin. You know, it's just not, it's, it, it's better than this Zuza, you know from Hagadia. Yeah. It's a nice amount. I feel like the of Isu, like, a, like a... this far makes such a connection. It's like in the stories of late uh, uh, when we would say, you know, a, a ruble, but it's but it's like a, it, it, it's it's a it's a nice amount. An isra is always used in chazal as a muscle for a generous amount. <laughs> so so of, of course what we could say, and I said when and I said before, is as horahu. Because the word Shomar is a warning. Shomer means be careful, means watch this. Be careful so that the second in the second time around Hashem's Baruch uses the word shomor because Shmira means be careful the truth is remembering something Zohar is also a, a, a very very strong Lashon of being careful and remembering something Hashem uses all the time the Lashon much more than use the word Shomer, use the word Zohar. And means to remember something and be careful. Shagam Shegamkein alayse achet mazio ksiv Zohar. Ve'ev sheki be besifra b'chukai say, shechazal say in the Medrash halochim b'chukai say, Zohar is yom HaShabbos l'Kadshay. Everybody is familiar with this too. There, on the Pazak, Zohar is yom HaShabbos l'Kadshay, to remember Shabbos l'Kadshay, so, I might think that when it says Zocher, remembering might be just something Which is in my heart, in my mind To remember So why does the Baruch Shalom Then later on Why does the Baruch Shalom use the word Shomer So Shomer certainly means Guarding something Means inside of you So we already understand That what? That the Baruch wants us to think about And to remember Shabbos so why do we need also zocher? So Chazal say mm-hmm. The what? The not only wants us to remember Inside of our hearts To have a shmirah, To guard it inside of our hearts But zocher, the word zocher, As we have by Zohar Where we have also A Josh's Chazal That you might think that it means In your heart So sort of, the he says don't forget. So I might think that it means in your heart. No, it's a latisha. So what does it mean in It means B'ficha. It means that you have to actually say. If there, you have to verbalize this memory of a Malik and, and you have to verbalize Shabbos. You have to talk about it. It's not enough just to feel it. It's not enough to guard it in your heart. Because that, we already have the word shmirah. So what's Zacher? It means that the british wants us to... To speak about Shabbos, and uh, of course, on the most on the most basic level, that has to do with dinim derais of kiddush and saying kiddush. Uh, on on a deeper level, it has to do with that Jew standing in the street screaming at Shabbos, or you and I before we put the fish into our mouths saying Shabbos kiddush, and trying even during Shabbos was the was the mid of tzaddikim that, that during Shabbos, throughout Shabbos, to be saying Shabbos. When we say good Shabbos, it's also you say Good Shabbos, it's also, it's not Stam. When you say Good Shabbos, you're being the kindest of Zohar B'Ficha, saying Shabbos and remembering and reminding everybody that it's Shabbos, and you say Good Shabbos. There's a whole tumult in the poskum. Uh, there's a big tumult in the poskum with the night of Yehudah, that if a person, that, that how is it possible, that if a, if a person, when a person says Good Shabbos, after shul, so it could be that he was already at the right, of what, That being Zohar B'Ficha? And therefore when he comes home And he makes Kiddush He's only on a Durbanan level So how could he be see If the wife is Chayavos Midarais And Kiddush Friday night So how could he be How could he be see If he already said Good Shabbos Or if he already mentioned it in davening? It's a shailus and Halacha Because the person says Good Shabbos So the person have to say that When he says Good Shabbos He's not really That's not really of Zechira So say so yeah What do you mean They say Good Shabbos That's what a Good Shabbos means It's not stop When a person says Good Shabbos Oh, certainly, a person says Friday night when you come home from shul with the Zayed So Mark, but the person should try to say Shabbos shalom to say the Lotion of shalom is Shabbos. Could be, could be, it's a derais of Shir Shabbos. Arkide Kach, there's a Shah haloch, whether or not you're still on a derais when, when it comes time to making Kiddush. And there's all Shalabai Davening, when you say, just mentioning Davening, the question is, how could it be? Friday night and Davening. Atikid Ashta. So you're saying with shyness of, Kidd, of kiddush on Shabbos. how could I come back and be on the highest level to say Shabbos? To be mighty to somebody who wasn't yet yoyed, say and who didn't daven Friday night. If someone, the woman didn't daven Friday night. So so a person comes home from shul. He already said ad ki'dasht and he comes. Then he comes to be to his wife by, by kiddush and Shabbos. He already said Ati ki'dasht and is zoknacham al So then so then some person are going to say no because when, then, then when you when you came home you said good Shabbos and your wife said good Shabbos. So then she is already holding by that medrash also because she already said good Shabbos too. Uh, this is not this is not Tyra. This is this is this isn't Poskens. Rabbi Kivegas and Maganavrams and Dovimervavas. These are big inyanim in halach. Does really want to say? I mean, I used to go around in your the line, ask the Shilohim, and say <coughs> about Shalom. So, so they're, they're Shabbos. You know, that is, yeah, you see that the Book Hashem in to that there's no such thing as Saturday. That, that 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 even by the even by the people who want keeping Shabbos. They, they they still have they still shine the they still are saying shabbos. All right, mitzvah should come to a time where they are keeping shabbos also. Mm-hmm. So, okay. this is it. This is a din in the Torah. This is a halacha that watch shine that you should be talking about shabbos, saying shabbos. How can you not say How can you not say good shabbos? No, you have to. Yeah. We, uh, for sure we do. You, <laughs> no, you have to. I thought you were to me, how do you not sing Good Shabbos? <laughs> <laughs> of course you have to say Good Shabbos. Shabbos. So that's what the post can have. It's the, the, so don't worry, in the end it's okay. You know, everybody says, it's a and You know, sometimes the post can scare us, but then in the end everything works out. So it comes out like a little bit scary, but then it works out. So everybody says, it's a kid. And everybody says, Good Shabbos. And, 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 it's, uh, and, it, and it works out. But you have to say Good Shabbos. For sure you say Good Shabbos. Already <clears throat> in Shabbos we're saying Good Shabbos. We're saying Tachkas Baruch Good Shabbos the whole time. The whole, the whole davening is, is Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. it's just it wouldn't sound nice not to make it a little fancy, right? But really, it's all it, the whole davening is saying Tachkas Baruch Good Shabbos. Then you have to Let me just put it into the Lusaynas I remember the Kassim Salva says That you have to Makhaven and Davin Yet you're not Makhaven He used to not Makhaven Okay, that's That's, the, the that's, is just that's right So that, that's read. part of the Chakira So the, yeah. therefore The there poskim Like the Chassam And others who are mak- Say that you should be Makba That when you're when you're davening Friday night You should have in mind That it's a Schir Baham, Not that you want to be Yates of the Din Of Shabbos uh, which is a chief that you should that you should it should be alhayayin's a so you should uh, with wine. So you should have in mind. That's that's where that comes from, this whole discussion about about what's happening when you say by ah, Friday night, bad, you should be careful. I mean again he the Khsam Sofer says such a thing and the others that disagree. The Khsam is Sofer wants to get nervous about. The Zoha Inyan Shom hu belayv is hu bepeh. What does this mean? Shom hu Guarding, watching, keeping is in the heart, and zachar hu bepeh, and zachar is with the mouth. Veshnem, sechem, le Shabbos. And we need both of these on Shabbos. Gam halayv, gam hapeh. We need the heart and we need the mouth. So there are some Jews that, that their mouth is very good And, and they, they say all the davening, they, they're good They go to shul and they say all the davening for Shabbos And they say all the good Shabbases And they say all the kedushim And they even have extra kedushim and shul and so on So when it comes to saying Shabbos they give al But the heart is not so shabbos And then you have other people might be like this Chilani person Where the heart is very shabbos But never, it's not coming out in other ways The heart is filled with Shabbos And he feels that there's something different but but he's not he's not uh, there's something missing in 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 the in the practical application of Shabbos. But the when we lost that earlier Madrega of Zocher Now we understand that in the earlier in an earlier and and in an earlier stage of one's development, just like with the children, we teach them to say things. And they just say these things, they really don't know what they're, what they're about, and they don't necessarily feel these things at all. We hope that at some point growing up, that they'll begin to feel things. <clears throat> so in, in an earlier stage of one's development, he might be saying things rak He's saying things just because he's saying them. Eventually, afterwards, What's interesting here is that later on, later on, is talking about after the chayta Ego. So it sounds like it's a higher madraga after the chetager, right? Because zocher is beper, saying something even a little kid could say the words good Shabbos. Even a child understands that he hears it a thousand times and he says it. So when do we come to even a higher medrager? By the second, by shomer, that's already b'laiv. That It's not only to say something but to actually guard it in your heart. <laughs> So we understand this Even though we're not going to go into this union right now We understand that even though hate sin, is a terrible tragedy But we also know that, that A person grows up afterwards And the second Luchas We received as Balet Shuvah And a Balet Everybody knows the Gemara and Bracha says That That the second ain't that, even, that the second Luchas Were Luchas that came in a very very painful way They came after the chait. But we see that that the second Lukas have this quality of remembering in your heart. Many, many people who are who are born with with a family that gave them the yiddishkeit that they're saying right away zocher befeh, that they grow up saying all the words, they don't necessarily feel it in their heart, right? So then they have to go through a shviyah haluchos. The lukas have to get broken, and then the second time around, so then so then they start feeling something shomer Belev. But people who are born without without yiddishkeit. So when they become when they become Mitzvahs, so they're able to they're able to almost immediately be brought into that Bechina of Shoma which is which is B'laiv, and they feel things in a very deep way in a very sincere way. Even though it's harder for them to, to, to get to, to the other to go back to the first Madragah which is Zohar because they have to learn Lashmach and have to learn how to say things and to and to be part of and to be part of uh, of that world of Jews who are very, very comfortable with the Yiddish So it's an interesting dichotomy. Jews who are born with Shabbos, the Zakhi is in the mother's nook. They grow up saying all the right words. With they they could be they could be uh, yawning and, and dreaming about a million other things and they're saying you know, they're saying the whole Shabbos davening. The they know it by heart. The Zachabha the is very strong by people who are born from. But very often the Shamabalay is not is not doing so well. My Balchub is just the opposite. When he comes to Yiddishkeit, so the Shom- he came to it because he's so sincere. So the Shomer believed, the heart is very, very strong, but he's very embarrassed because he doesn't know how to say the words right. So the Zohar beficha c- comes later. In the Seder of Klai Yisrael's growing up, Zohar was first and then came Shomer. Shomer was the second Luchas. Because the Yid, sometimes the Rav breaks the first Luchas, whereas Luchas was just, his Luchas without feeling. He was just saying the words. And the Baruch breaks those luchas. And then he comes to a second to the luchas And the luchas the luchas is already, the luchas was already the shivrei luchas. And the luchas is already something that's more batuch beyadam. That already he has for the rest of his life. The zacher lagdach. But the shamer is already something which is inside of his heart. The ya is yaseh batuch Is that like the concept we hear that the first ones were like a gift, and the second one have like urn? Yeah, that's how it is in life. It's also the first base of Mikdush, and the second base of Mikdash. <clears throat> so the, the second the second Lucas the second Lucas uh, are earned and and they come with a great deal of pain and with all of the screaming of Maeshrabein and all of the crying of, of, of Naysau. But the second Lucas, lemaise the second Lucas we still have. Right. The first luchas were very, very spectacular, very glamorous. Just like when a person is born into a big family, a family, there's big balayhis, and everybody's a yichas gewaldic. But he didn't have to work for it, so that he has his Zakhabhi he doesn't necessarily hold on to. When those luchas are broken, it doesn't have to be that way, but it happens very often that those lukas are broken and then, then the Yiddishkeit the yiddishkeit that he had to that he had to work on and that he had to create on his own those are, the, those are the luchas that, that keep him for the rest of his life. Even though they might not be as beautiful and as glamorous, it doesn't have like the B'nai Sasha's name written all over it, and the and Dabra Melech and all the ichas and, and everything else, but, but it's something which, which he has forever. And that's how, that's how it is. That's, that's the Zohar and The Gam the Rebbe says. So B'darenu is talking about pre-World War II Warsaw and the suburbs of Warsaw. The If he would have ever imagined what's going on now, he said. Now he said in our generation that, uh, that unfortunately, tragically, there's so much Chil shabbos. Warsaw wasn't just merachem zembe and 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 the Eish uh, kaidish. There were other things going on in Warsaw, and there was there was, a, there was a lot of Chil shabbos. Nothing like nothing like now. But but there was still there was already in the big cities there was for sure a lot of Chil shabbos in the shtetlach there was still much less in the in the shtetlach in the big cities there was a lot of Chil shabbos in Warsaw there were there were I don't know how many there were over a million Jews in Warsaw before the Melchama and and many of them were already not were not huh Three hundred thousand yeah that's all I'm sorry I didn't know so I thought there were so you they were a third of the population. I was mixed up then with 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 with, with, a, with a third of the population, but which was about a little over 300. So that's what mixed up. Okay, so but, was considera- it was considerable. There was there, was, there was, it was romanticized that it wasn't, but no, it was right. So there was there was uh, 300,000. There was considerable I was mixed up with that. There was a third, right? But it, it was it was one of the largest Jewish populations certainly in in the world, and there was a. Uh, there was a tremendous amount of chil shabbos, and not like not the way that it, 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 that we would think, but certainly not in percentages, not like now. But still, there was a great amount of chil shabbos. Now everybody says, oh, on Reishis, So, how did this happen? How did this happen? So this says, The be- the beginning of the uh, uh, of this kilkul of chil shabbos. He says because it was why They abandoned the shomer beleiv, the guarding of, in the heart. It's a shomer beleiv. That's a little bit like like an you know, antisrael, right? So they the even Jews that are not religious they enjoy the day off and they and they have a menucha. But unfortunately, that's not only by people who are not observant. It began, he says, when you have. Jews who are looking at Shabbos as being just a Yemenukha, that it's a day it's a day of, of rest. And the way that human beings define rest, how do we define rest? we define rest as, as, as sleeping or being uh, eating and being with the mishpach and so on but we don't define rest as being an extra 12 minutes in shul because then that, that's why everybody wants to assassinate some, some baltfila that's standing up there and crutching around right because he's taking an extra 12 minutes until he gets to Enkele kainu, and by Enkele kainu nobody wants to talk to that guy again for the rest of his life because <laughs> he took an extra 12 minutes and everybody looks at him with disgust and walks out of shul and says he's out of my, mama my entire Shabbos 12 minutes he took he owes me you know like the, the Balsham of the Shabbos he owes me 12 minutes of my Shabbos. like as if twelve minutes of your Shabbos is so gevalic. <laughs> but he owes you twelve minutes of Shabbos. He owes you twelve minutes of Shabbos, right? Because he took the this Balthila oh also, I didn't see that. He owes you twelve minutes of Shabbos, right? And everybody's all for Because why? Because your whole Shabbos is is is, is, is just the, the whole Shabbos is not being in shul. You have to go to shul. Because well, you know you're a yid, so you go to shul. But, but really, really, you feel that you belong in your bed. You have to go to shul, but you really, really feel that you belong in bed. Of course, preceded by preceded by a, a ten-course, you know, gourmet meal. <laughs> but that's where you really belong. That's where your heart is. I'm missing that, But that, that's so. If if the there's a problem, the baruch oh. says shomer is The baruch says I want you to hold up the shabbos in your heart. And they said, the shikas shmiras Shabbos is belayv. Zohar was keeping everything, but the shikas shmiras Shabbos is belive. So we understand. When I was talking about this last week or two weeks ago, that that experience that I first had Shabbos with a in in Meisham when I was a kid, and 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 I and it was the most unbelievable thing that was. You know, after the the meal took so long—not the the eating, the eating was not was nothing—the eating—but the whole ceremony of the meal and all the things that were going on—and then finally, finally, you know, I figured it's time to rest—and then we had to go back. Then we went back to to the to to Reb We went back, and it was till late, late, late in the morning, and then getting up early in the morning. I told you last week. So, for an American boy, you know, in, in the 1970s. That was chil shabbos to me. I think these people are mechale shabbos. They're mechale shabbos because a Shema shabbos Jews are supposed to eat and go to sleep. <coughs> and these people are mechale shabbos. They're up till three o'clock in the morning, and then they then they go to get back up at five o'clock in the morning. They're mechale shabbos. Only only in America we know how to be Shema shabbos. Shema Shabbos means you you go to shul, you enjoy seeing your friends, you have a couple you have a couple of shmuzim, you, uh, you you give the bris from the begrudgingly, uh, and then and then and then you have the ten course meal, and those are Shema shabbos Jews, and these people in Yerushalayim they're mechal shabbos, because the shmira the ikkis shmir is beleiv. So the Rebbe says over here. If you think that the whole Shabbos is what is Menucha and how you define Menucha, Shabbos is your but your way of defining what is what gives you a sense of of, of Menucha, what's peacefulness? What does it mean Menucha? What does Menucha mean? So that's why that's where comes all these things that people, you know, all the Irish kite, you know, my Manuka is going to the beach, my Manuka is sleeping, my Manuka is, is is reading a novel. My Munuchah and Hashem told me to have Manuka, so I'm having Minucha. So we understand that the kilkel from that what comes out from this whole perception of defining Minucha in terms of what I think is minuka. And what makes me feel uh but it makes me feel that the, uh, a sense of, of peace or, 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 or resting on Shabbos. So you understand, the guy that's diving in an extra 12 minutes, he's staring at your menucha Shabbos. It's true, because your menucha means sleeping twelve those 12 minutes. This guy took you away from sleep, and you're looking, everybody's looking at the watch, and they're making a cheshmer, of I'm going to finish lunch now because of him. Instead of finishing lunch at 2 o'clock, I'm finishing at 2.12. I've got to go to that shir, and i got this, and i got that, and all these different things, now. How whole Shabbos Vafam. And that's why everybody hates the the Beltrila, Right? <laughs> so that, that's because if your shomer is only that that, that menucha means sleeping, so then it stays your whole Shabbos. The cave he says the Rebbe says the tip because in, in, because in their stupidity, atzmam, um, The only reason you got Shabbos is what is to sleep and to eat. It's your manucha and your taiva but you think, in your little babyish, silly way of what manucha is, in your silly, in your silly definition of manucha, that's what you think. That's what you think Hashem meant. when Hashem said on HaSinai Sinai, so you thought that He was only talking about kogel and sleeping. That's what it meant. The Rosh it loves us, and He gave us a time for kogel and sleep. I'm not saying chas That's not You can't have cold And you can't sleep But you think, but the person thinks that That's the whole Shabbos yeah. I mentioned that, I don't know if I mentioned to you Once That or Recently That there was a big tzaddik I don't remember which tzaddik it was That it was yontiv I think I told you So it was yontiv So you know that on yontiv it's mm-hmm. like this Reb loz it's Tzmach like this Chazal Kula Hashem. It's supposed to be entirely devoted to God, right? Just learning and just davening, or what? Chatsil Hashem, Chatsil Hashem, and Chatsil Hashem, which is la halacha. It's Chatzil Hashem that the first half of the day is davening and whatever and learning, and Chatsil Hashem, and then also there's the Chatsil Hashem. I mean, it means doesn't the Chatsil Hashem is that is is eating and resting and so on. So there was a big tzaddik that, that he finished davening yontiv. They finished davening yontiv like until in the afternoon. Yom this morning They finish davening And when he, and when he finished davening he, he, he took off the towel And says Hashem, Now I finish the chatsi lachem Chatsi lachem You understand what he's saying? Now I have to do the chatsi lachem I have to go eat That's the chatsi lachem The chatsi lachem means that the, by the tzaddik The davening was so geschmack the, da- the davening, was uh, the, he said, that's the Kham, davening, and being in that state of attachment to Hashem, that's his chatzilachem. Now I have to eat, that's the chatzilah that I'm doing just for Hashem, to eat. <laughs> Can you imagine us thinking that way? The chatzilachem by him was davening, and the chatzilachem was, what am I going to do? The Bershom wants me to eat, I'll go eat. But if I could, I would stand here. He would daven, he would stand in such a way the whole day. my he has to eat, the Bershom told me to eat, I'm going to go eat. He wasn't getting angry at the extra twelve minutes of, uh, by, by by the Baltimore. That's because by him, by the tzaddik, that's that's that that's the biggest manucha, that's, that's the biggest einig that a person should daven, and that one should one should be able to to, to sing and to daven and to and and having to go and to eat a meal by the tzaddik that already took that was more than We know that. The Indian of eating is really much harder than, it's much harder to eat than Tadavan. It's much, much harder to eat than Tadavan. To Tadavan, to to even a simple person occasionally looks at the Pari he looks at the word and he says, No, okay, it says over here, it says over here, Hashem okay. Even a simple person, people like us, we could also a little bit think about what it means a mm-hmm. but when you 're in middle when you're, in the middle, of, when you're in the middle of the piece of kogel, to think of a is very very hard right when you when you 're in the middle of eating a good piece of kogel to be able to think of is a hafta as a shamal that 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 this is this is a way of, of of loving Hashem That's much harder than, than loving Hashem by davening So we understand that the Zayah Kadas Calls the time of eating a Milchama That's why Lechem, bread, is the same Isis, the same letters as Milchama The time The Zayach Kaddish says that the time of the meal Is isha, shas Krav It's a time of a war because that's when the guf and the nefesh are mamish at war. Because the guf is telling, the body is telling the soul, forget, forget the Rosham completely. That's what the body is telling the soul when you're eating. And it's very, very hard to remember Hashem when you're eating. But when you're davening, so there the nefesh is the main spokesman. When you're davening, what does the guf get out of, what does the body get out of haftah? The nefesh is saying to the guf, why don't you also, why don't you also say Yehavta? So when it comes to davening, the nefesh, the soul, is the baldova. The soul is really the spokesman, is the balabais. When you're eating, the body is the balabais. So it's harder to eat outside al- akdusha than to daven outside akdusha. Of course, for people like us, it's much easier to eat because, because even by davening, the, the goof is the baldova, right? So it's much easier for us to eat than to daven. But by the tzaddikim, davening was, davening was much easier than eating because they understood that by eating, it's, it's a bigger milchama by eating, not to have one thought for one second of, 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 of anything that's not of Hashem. Which, when you're eating, is a hard thing to do. When you're davening, it's not such a hard thing to do. What are you doing? What, are you, what am I standing here? This is I'm standing here for my for, 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 for my for my guf. What am I standing here and davening it's for the nefesh, for the soul? But when you're but when you're eating, it's a milchama. But when the Zayin says it's a milchama, it's not a milchama by all is it? I mean, I'm, I'm not speaking to anybody else's behalf, only mine It's a mulchama when you're eating What kind of mulchama is it? The mulchama is You come to the table And you see this, this thing you, ha, you haven't eaten in two hours Right? And you see this thing And you say to it Shalom Aleichem, I love you The va'a is very strong When it comes to eating and, But to the food, not to the ba'an shalom It's not mulchama But right? When the tzaddik sees the When the goes to the table So those who are zaykh by big tzaddikim And when they eat You see how slow it is And how everything is with such an avayda. With such an avaida. in the early generations, it's true. In the earlier, by the earlier, earlier tzaddikim, they were able to eat faster because they were on such a madrega. They, they say by the it was it was, it was unbelievable. It was finished in a second. They were able to. They were able to do that. Because there was such a madriga of of dvekistai that the milchama was that much less, the war was that much less, because the nefesh, the neshama was so stuck that, that the that the um, that the goof was like the goof didn't even try. There was nothing to talk about. It just it was completely a miser of like being by the base of and having a carbon by cutting. In later, in later generations, the tzaddikim said that already the Indian of, Akhila, of eating, became much, much, much harder. And that's why it takes longer in the tzaddik, the whole avayid at the table. So then we're thinking, wow, we're, we're like the earlier tzaddikim. Because by us, the eating, is, it goes very smooth. There's no hesitation. So we think like we're like the earlier We're already holding like the B'nzirit and the Rabbi, You know, Because our eating, is no problem at all. It comes right, goes right down. Where the tarot is. The terrorist is that by us that by us it's not a mulcham at all, so it's not a war. When a person when a person is at war, so he has to be careful every single step, where's he going? He has to plan out his strategy and he has to think what's what's next and what's my next move and where am I going and what am I doing, right? When you're at Muhammad, you have to be very, very, very careful with every single thing where and what. But but if if, if if you're not at Muhammad then you just, or if you don't know the Bechlaw who the enemy is, So then you just run into the you run into the uh, into the enemy camp. You have no idea if you if you have an idea where the enemy is and who the enemy is, then you have to be then you're suspicious everywhere you go. What's here? What's there? When 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 they're when they're fighting from house to house, what's going on? You have to be careful and make a million dreis before you move. But if you don't even know if you don't recognize the enemy and you think the enemy is your friend, so then you, there's no zehiris at all. Then you're not careful at all. You think the enemy is your friend, and you just run into the you just run into the into the enemy territory. You have no idea. So you understand that if you don't see the goof as being at odds with your neshama, if your body's not at odds with your soul, so then you rush right into the meal. But if your body is at if your neshama is in a milchamah with the body, then the neshama has to make a million bedikas, a million drusachakiris, to go to this place, to go to that place. The same thing when it comes, when it comes to where we go. When I say where does a person go? So everybody here can go to Manhattan. What if you have to go to Manhattan? Some people here, unfortunately, have to go every day to Manhattan. I don't know if there's anybody here who has to go every day to Manhattan. But if you have to go every day to Manhattan, or if a person has to go occasionally, everybody has to go occasionally to Manhattan. You have to go to get this and for this paper to go to this office. So a person has to go occasionally to go. They even make simchas, and a person has to go to Manhattan sometimes. So 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 a person has to go to Manhattan. So for people like us, there's no problem. You get in the car, you go on the train, and you go to Manhattan. But, by, but by, tzaddikim, by big tzaddikim, I'm not talking about where, the, where it's quieter, you know, where the Jewish communities like the West Side or something like that. I'm talking about in like you know Midtown Manhattan. So, so I mentioned many times that, that when, when Reb Chaskal Levenstein, when he was in America, Reb the great Baal Musa from Panevich, Reb when he came to America, when they were driving, they had to go. To, uh, they were going to collect for the yeshiva, and this is, remember this is in the, this is in the late 1940s, when they're going to collect for the yeshiva. So they were driving, and R. Pascal said, "Where are you going? Where are you going?" And the driver said, "We're going to to this place, or whatever. It was in Manhattan." And Chaskel, didn't know anything about Manhattan, he said, There's no, "It's no good over here. He felt it's no good. He said, we 'We can't go to this place. Go around.'" Like like, like you think when you go, like you saw him, say, "Go around." They're going to tell "Go around." He doesn't realize it's a you know it's a big island. He said, "Go around." In those days, R. Pascal, and what was so bad in 19, 1949, 1950 in Manhattan? <clears> Haskell <throat> said He can't go into this place And the Chlal he said but they, they say that, he, that it cost him I think he said the Lashon of 17 months Because of when he was in New York And that's without Manhattan And that was in the late 1940s It cost him 17 months And he has to work now to make up the time he's in America So we think we say Rabbi Levinstein <laughs> What's the matter? I go to Manhattan every day <clears throat> I, I, I learned doesn't know do anything to me 17 months, of course? You must be holding it in a very small place. <laughs> but you have to work 17 months, what happened to you? Never hurt me at all. I, I'm going to Manhattan my whole life, never hurt me at all. So you know the right that I told you once from the Rebbe Bunaf. That Rabu, Rabu, said that a person has to feel Ervum Kippur, he has to feel that he's standing with his head on the guillotine, right? And they're about to drop the they're about to drop the the, the blade. That's how Jews should feel Ervum Kippur. So one of the to said, Rebbe, what happens if you don't feel that way? He says that means that your head was already chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> it means they did it already. It's done <laughs> So that's what that's the difference. So that's the difference between us and Chaskel Levinstein. His whole life, he since he, he was uh, he lived his whole life like with his head on the guillotine, and he felt every second. So he said he felt all of these things. Somebody else says, "No, oh, there's no problem. Nothing. Everything is great. Everything's kavaldik, you know. It's because the head's already rolling someplace on 42nd Street or 44th or 45th of Madison, wherever it is, it's already rolling someplace on the street. So maybe we don't feel any of that." So this is the, 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 the tzaddik is saying. They, they think that the whole Shabbos, when the Baruch gave a Shabbos, he gave it, al-da's came. How did he give a Shabbos? He gave a Shabbos. He says, Kindlech Gai Shlofen, of Gai Essen. That the Baruch Shalom, which he does tell us, the Baruch does say it does Gai And he does tell us guy Esen. But but we think in our smallness in our silliness that that's, that's that's what that's what it means the manuch of Shabbos the whole union of Shabbos it means that I want you to go rest the way that the b'ditchvah rested I want you to go eat the way that the, the way that the way that the that the b'ditchvah ate that's what I want you to do. Now, eventually the rabbi says, where would this eventually lead to? If the whole manucha of Shabbos, if Shabbos Manukh is my definition of manucha, eventually where did this go to? So it's started like this. If this guy's, if this guy's Taiva, in other words, what's good for me, is I get another 15 minutes to work on this business deal after candlelighting, if that's good for me, since the whole Shabbos of Baishnav gave me what? Le the Baruch who gave me Shabbos for my good. So my good now is 15 minutes after candlelighting. It starts off first when you have people taking liberties with that time. People who, don't, who never learned Hilchah Shabbos in their entire life and couldn't even write Hilchah Shabbos and spell it correctly, they know there's 18 minutes. You know the 18 minutes after candlelighting. Everyone knows 18 minutes after candlelighting. So how come everybody knows about that 18 minutes? They don't know anything else in Hilchah Shabbos except 8 minutes. They they can't name 18 of the malachas. But they know 18 minutes. The 18 minutes. Every Jewish woman with the candle lighting knows 18 minutes. My mother always lights at least 15, 20 minutes before candle lighting. And she's running around nervous already for an hour before candle lighting. What's going on? What's going on? This is how I grew up in the house. My mother never learned the yeshiva. She never went to yeshiva in her life. They didn't have in Hungary in those days any yeshivas for girls, or at least not the kind that my grandparents would let them go to. So my, so my mother never went to, but for an hour before, more than an hour before, when I would come home, I would go play ball. My mother thought that I was, she, would, she thought that I wasn't Jewish because I was playing ball Friday afternoon. And I came home every single week Every Friday this was an argument Ma, I have time I'm going to run into the shower I promise you I'll be ready for shul I'll go with daddy And it was always that my father was, was already leaving Because he also went to shul a half hour before and, and, I, and my father was, was, was standing first and walking around back, pacing in the kitchen, waiting for me, and I'm in the shower, and I'm doing this, and I'm picking a necktie or something. And my father's going back and forth and looking at his watch, and he would just go, and he would walk to shul. and I'd run after him on the street to go, you know, and shul, and he was already there. He wanted me to come before. How come you not come to shul on time? By my father, it was a half hour before, by my mother. I would come back 3 o'clock, Shabbos, Shabbos 3 o'clock every Shabbos, Shabbos, was at 6 o'clock. My mother, was, my mother said, what's the matter with you? I said, "Ma, it's three o'clock. I have three hours uh, to candle lighting. My mother looked at me like I wasn't Jewish. <laughs> really? That's how, I'm not exaggerating. I don't know if you, if, if any of you had this experience and you grew up like this. It, what's the matter with you? My grandmother, one o'clock. You told me. Right? Shabbos My mother, the table, the table. Forget the table's Thursday afternoon. <laughs> Thursday afternoon, everything, everything. <clears throat> but but Friday afternoon she wasn't mass, I, I said, "Ma, school's only finished at 1:30, right? High school. We finished one o'clock on erev Shabbos, 1:30. Then you have to go have a couple of slices, <laughs> and then and then you have to go. Then you have to go to, to play some ball, and you come and then you come back. You, you come back. See, still there was two three hours. And my mother my mother every time. What kind of a Shabbos, What's the matter with you? It's already Shabbos. So we don't have these hasagas. So what what began, what what began? He says, but why? Because Shabbos is letayvasi. The Baruch gave me Shabbos for my hanor, for my pleasure, and my pleasure is fifteen minutes after candle lighting. I, I, I still need to talk about this deal. But I I once told you that I remember that there was a there was a double overtime of the Knicks against the Pistons, on a Friday. I don't know how it came out, why it was like that, but it was a Shabbos. I don't know if it was. It was I, I just remember that it was time to it was, it was time to go to shul, and there was something going on with the Knicks, and I was sitting by the television, and it was there was like double. It was like unbelievable game, and, and there were like 30 seconds left, and it was tied, you know, in, in double overtime, and my father just my father had it. And he walked over and he, and he turned over the television. That was the biggest test for Kibbutz in my life. <laughs> he turned over the television. I was just sitting there, like, you know, I was, going, I was sitting there, I was all dressed for Shabbos and everything. And I was, sit, and I was sitting there, and that was it. It was like, the, this is the most important 30 seconds of my whole life. You know, and is going down uh, up court. And he's got the ball, and this could be it. Frazier, Monroe, you know, the guys. The Bush, I know the young people never heard of these guys. <laughs> Willis Street, this is, this is it. And, and my father just comes over, first he was telling me for a half hour, let's go, let's go, let's go, nothing. I, I just said, another minute, another minute, another minute, because I knew it was going to be overtime. So another minute, another minute, then my father just walked over and turned it, turned it off, and that was it. But, <clears throat> but that whole time period of when, of when it's hadlokis ne'eris, that in America became very hazy. Whereas the Jews, our parents and grandparents, they made it the militarized zone before hadlokis ne'eris. Now we're big Chacham Everybody has time ready Everybody has time If the Ad 18 minutes Another 5 minutes like this Another 10 minutes like that Everybody has time So These were subtle things That were going on The Rebbe said This began He said I'd rather said 15 minutes ah, nevis, we have Shabbos. Since, since my whole house of Shabbos Is that I'm supposed to enjoy it Right I'm not supposed to listen To the Chasm for 12 minutes I'm only supposed to enjoy Shabbos So we may live Friday Why don't I get If I have 18 minutes I'll take 15 I'll take 15 to be on the phone. I'll take 15 to work on the deal. And then, if I already have Hanukkah 15 minutes after candle lighting, my Hanukkah is also 15 minutes before before Matzah Shabbos, before, before Havdalah. 15 minutes before Havdalah is also my Hanukkah. And if I'm having such pleasure 15 minutes before Havdalah, then I might even, I'll have even bigger pleasure If it's now before Havdalah, two hours before Havdalah. Why should I deprive myself of anything? Since the whole Shabbos was just for me Why should I deprive myself of anything? Shabbos was given to me Just for my, for my enjoyment Where does a person come to Hasagat Sitting around reading novels on Shabbos? People read newspapers on Shabbos How could a person even touch a newspaper on Shabbos? I'm not talking about Hamadiyah You know Some with this Torah You know nice religious paper I'm talking about How does a person touch a A, a, a newspaper a Jew should look at a newspaper on Shabbos. That it's that it's a shtick nevela. Really, if we were tzaddikim, we would see it the whole week like that. But on Shabbos, how could a person look at a newspaper? How could a person even look at at, at what at a novel on Shabbos at some some book on Shabbos? How could a person even look at it? It's muktzah in halach It is muktzah. It's muktzah. But even before the shulchan says that it's muktzah, how could a person look at it? It's a piece of novella an on an, and an Shabbos. A person is saying, "I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to. Live. What if I'm not allowed, how can you even want to?" So since uh, the Shabbos is Vasi, and my definition of enjoying of, of resting is 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 reading about about you know people people uh, killing each other all over the world, or you know the stock market and all these things. That's my hano. Or this or this woman says my hanot is reading about is reading some some uh, you know novel. So that's my hanok. So why can't I read it on Shabbos? So we look at this and say, Alright, I'm not opening up my, I'm not talking 50 minutes after the candle lighting. I'm not, and I'm not opening up my business 15 minutes before havdalah. But what about what about a newspaper? Where does that come from? Where does such a suvar come from to look at a newspaper on Shabbos? Where does it come from? How can a person look at a newspaper on Shabbos? Forget about it, says shulchan aruch. How can a person look at a newspaper on Shabbos? And the tarot says, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. What about what about the shulchan aruch? Hashem Zohar gave me Shabbos for my enjoyment. The way that I rest is that, on, is that during the week I fell a little bit behind. I wasn't able to read the newspapers as carefully as I, as I wanted to, and I couldn't relax as much as I wanted to. Now it's Shabbos, Hashem, so now I could, I, I, I could read all the, the Time magazine, and the and last week's, and this week's, and all the different newspapers, and then the, then the people that they, they wanted to look at themselves as being more religious, they get a Jerusalem Post, or a Jewish week, which was all stick in the veil all Neveilah, all Scotsman or a Muslim, all these newspapers. So during the week it's all a and Shabbos, a person, a person on Shabbos sits down with, with a newspaper, and he, but he makes himself feel good because he's only reading it of course to find out what's what's going on in Gaza. But the Yisaid haDavar is, it's for my pleasure, Shabbos. So my pleasure is reading the newspaper. My pleasure is reading the newspaper. Why would that be? The chalal. Why is that a pleasure? That's a different opinion. When Adam Arishan was created, so he was created in such a way where he was 500 miles, right? So one opinion says that he wasn't 500 miles standing up; he was 500 miles lying down. So one of the tzaddikim said that because of that, people are always interested in what's going on every place in the world, because they began being stretched out across the whole world. So they're always nervous. What's going on, like in Bangladesh? What do you care what's going on in Bangladesh? Why, why don't you worry about your family? You're worried about what's going on in Pakistan. Why do people have such a crazy obsession with what's going on in the world? because it, because man was created from the entire world so he has a shaykhist of the entire world when it comes to Shabbos the person's Shabbos Shabbos has to be just Shabbos but this person thinks right now what's good for me is opening my store before Shabbos is over why should why should I torment myself? So he's thinking, why well, do I don't have to go on with this business of 15 minutes? And uh, let me open my store the whole Shabbos. This is the derech of those who got to be descending into this into this horrible horrible Gehenna of Khil Shabbos. This is this is the derech. It's letayvosi. Avakamas smuyos einayhem. The Rebbe says, But how their eyes are so blind. The autumn and shot may have scarcely by some that their hearts don't understand. In if if it would be true according to their narishkai, shirak latavahs atsum, the whole Shabbos is just for your good, what you think is good. tanugam, that for your pleasure and your menukhah, it's your tanug, your... Sibsat Torah la Shabbos, that the Torah commanded us regarding Shabbos. Eich, Amra, then why does the Torah say, Mechalaleh amayis yumas, those who are Mechal Shabbos should be put to death. Is that fun? (laughs) That doesn't sound like fun. How do you work that into your schedule? Into your Shabbos menucha? Not getting up after your your, uh, nap would it be normal for someone to say, Eat, eat, ask mine kind. Eat, because I love you. Enjoy the wine, and the meat, because I have such love for you and compassion for you. But if you don't have the piece of flanken, and you don't make Kiddush, I'm going I'm to kill you. That doesn't work out like when it comes to things that are just Lit Right, let Enjoy yourself. If not, I'm going to kill you. That doesn't sound like something that's just for pleasure. When it comes to things of pleasure, enjoy yourself. And if you don't enjoy yourself, you're missing out. I'm really sorry. You know, you would have you would have enjoyed this chaval, chaval. You would have enjoyed this. That's not what Hashem says with Shabbos. Hashem Shabbos Hashem, Hashem's book tells us keep Shabbos, and you have a Shabbos, you have an Shabbos. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you. Wow! What happened over here? You had so. What are you getting so upset? Yes, we're talking about Einig. We're talking about something which is fun. We're not talking about it's all fun. What I enjoy, Hashem. You want me to have fun on Shabbos? You want me to have fun? I remember the the, the horrible disappointment. I mean, my father. My father said When we moved to HSL in 1970, we moved to HSL. My father, like, wanted to get away from the whole thing in America, and and, and when we moved to HSL, we lived in it. We lived in it. My my aunt made arrangements there for us to have an apartment in a place that wasn't it wasn't a religious section. She she's not religious, and it wasn't a religious section of 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 Yisrael where she got us an apartment. There were a lot of Hungarians there, and my aunt figured we'd be most comfortable with Hungarians. Certainly my sister and I were most comfortable with all Hungarians. <laughs> so so she got us this apartment in Natanya, which Hungarians call Nuj Tanya. They think it's a Hungarian word, Natanya. So so my parents, so they, she got us an apartment. My father just said, "Get us an apartment until we get to, uh, until we figure out where we're going to live. Get us an apartment." Then Etzsold. My father said, "Etzsold is all Kaidish My father said, "Everything in Etzsold is holy." So my aunt got us an apartment in Netanya. Uh, it was temporary. We were there for for a few months. An apartment. It was a a block away from the soccer stadium, from the Maccabi Netanya. So the first Shabbos were sitting in our apartment, and there were like 25,000 people screaming <laughs> screaming out obscene things about the about the referee <laughs> obscene <laughs> saying things like and I don't want to say what was that, but saying about him filthy words and we're sitting at the Shabbos table, and I look at my father's face, and my mother, and my mother thought it was. My mother said, "Look, listen to everybody. It was Say, what's going on?" <laughs> my mother didn't know what it, they were saying. She said, "Wow, that's, what's going on. There's like a whole thing here." She, so my father looked at me. He said, "Like, what, what are we doing? What's going on over here? We have to get to Yushalayim, You know, we have to get away from this." But. But the Zmir Shabbos, and then afterwards, I remember I would sit on my I would sit on my because we were miles Sha block away, and they, and then when they would come out from the stadium, they'd be they'd be hundreds of Jews punching each other from Tel Aviv and Natanya throwing each other on the floor, screaming and yelling. It was like a whole milchama after you know the, it was a whole milchama. and that was my Eynik Shabbos Friday Shabbos the afternoon. I used to sit around and watch this, you know, on my porch watch it like the guys Maccabi Tel Aviv against Hapoel, you know, Netanya like kill, uh, killing each other these guys on the street and everybody Everybody is Shabbat Shalom. You know when they when they finish, <laughs> Shabbat Shalom. That was my first Shabbos, in I when I lived there as a kid. It was my first Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. So, so Shabbos is playing soccer. Shabbos is Shabbos is going to the stadium because that's that's Vasi. the The Rosh says, yeah, if you play, if you you know, if you play, it says in the term You have a soccer game on Shabbos, you're going to die. You're gonna die. I mean, hassle not that these people are going to die, they don't know. But you're going you're to you're die. That doesn't sound like it's Einig. Einig was you don't want to play, so don't play. Wanna, I mean, what do you want me to play? You're telling me it's better for me, I'll have more fun not playing? I like playing. <coughs> And from there, the Rebbe says began a whole way of looking at Shabbos, a kilkel that came to Shabbos. That, of course, in a much, much, much more subtle ways I said uh, influences us in how we look at davening and how we look at our time on Shabbos and how nervous we are with every second and with sleeping with this and that and, and not to learn the way we should, not to daven the way we should because we're so worried. Why? Because our saga from Shabbos is le'menuchasi, menuchasi, aday It's my menuch, it's my oinig. Not what it means be'emis malchus, which we're going to learn. What it means, Mitzvah will continue we continue next week.